In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's famous gospel reading gives us the best news for man. His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him will inherit eternal life. Uh, to feel the full power of this news, however, we first have to take to heart some hard news about ourselves, about a deep flaw that is hardwired into each of us as humans. Somehow, we each have within us a self-destructive tendency toward mistrust and fear. It's our oldest and most enduring sin. Yet if we can own up to this darkness within us, the bright promise of God's love can be revealed ever more. In today's Gospel reading, Jesus takes our hand and helps us face this vulnerability to mistrust, to fear, by retelling a peculiar Old Testament story from the book of Numbers. Here's what happens. In it, we encounter the Hebrew people who have been freed from slavery in Egypt, but they're still wandering in the wilderness in search of God's promise. And the longer they wander, the crankier they become. They don't like the food don't like the water. They want more water. They're tired. They're sick of camping. They want to go back to Egypt. In case you prefer a modern example, an illustration of the same. You may know that we just flew to Armenia and back two days ago. The journey was almost 30 hours each way and there was some complaining Yuck, I can't eat this food. Hey, get your legs out of my space. Are we there yet? And that was just Anna and I bickering. Never mind our eight and four-year-old kids. Complaining is how kids and adults then and now express our anxiety when we are no longer in control. And this anxiety is the backstory to God's promise of abundant life. It always was, and it always will be. God promises to take us to great places in His love, but we're often too anxious and distrustful to follow God there. Now back to the biblical accounts of God's people in the wilderness, where it only gets worse from here. The Hebrew people get uh, given their anxieties and fears by denial and complaining and backbiting and infighting, and soon they take aim at Moses and at God. In one scene, the people actually plan a coup to get rid of Moses and go back to Egypt. Sure, they said slavery in Egypt was terrible, but at least we were secure. Sure, we were part of a system and of a world which exploits and abuses and profanes, but what do we have now? An invisible promise from an invisible God that things will be better. As with so many Bible stories, 
the answer seems obvious when we know how things turn out. God's chosen people should have put their fears and their distrust the promised land. But the future was not known to them in their lives, and neither is it known to us in ours. And don't we behave in the same defensive and anxious ways in our lives with God when God wishes to free us from our ways and to follow His? Let me be more specific. See if this rings bells to you. Maybe you avoid God's of forgiveness for yourself and others and you choose to stay chained in judgment and resentment. Maybe you avoid God's promise of a healthier life for you physically and you stay stuck in self-destructive bad habits. Maybe you ignore the dozens of daily invitations to be grateful for your life and instead choose to dwell in cynicism and negativity. Not enough if they just stayed in our heads. But of course, all this negativity compromises our actions and our relationships with those whom we love most. We criticize, we complain, and we quarrel. Again, returning to the story, the Bible sums up all this anxiety and mistrust with a powerful image. Suddenly, the campground of the Hebrew people is infested with venomous snakes. They're literally filling people, God's people, with fear and division and pain. So here now, we have drawn in the dark shadows of our human condition, our constant mistrust and fear which threatens to obscure the great love and light of God. And now I hope we can begin to more clearly see the meaning of that famous passage with which we began. Indeed, God does so love the world. He loves it so much that he's relentless and undeterred in his love for all of mankind. Because even when God's people are hell-bent on returning to slavery rather than follow their Lord, God is merciful. In our story, finally the Hebrew people repent again of their foolish and seditious ways. God hears their prayer and he sets them before a wellspring of life and healing. He tells Moses to take a bronze snake, craft it, and hoist it on a pole, and whoever has been bitten by a snake must merely look up to be healed. Of course, of this powerful story is clear and it's always relevant. There is no venom quite so deadly as fear and mistrust. Fear of the unknown, fear of the other, fear of failure, fear of death. Nothing causes spiritual and emotional paralysis more effectively than fear. And if it's untreated long enough, it gives way to hatred and hardness of heart and soul and leads ultimately to death. But of course, there's one antidote and only one to fear, and that's God's amazing grace. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. I pray that whenever our heads and hearts are downcast, we learn to lift up our sights to the one who has been lifted up to conquer all of our fears, leading us on 
to the promised land of our merciful God, now and always, and unto the ages of ages.